Welcome to the Livecast Construction Experience Podcast. I'm Kieran Brennan, co-founder of Livecast.com. Finally, the construction sector has entered its digital transformation, meaning the way we operate our projects and businesses day to day is being disrupted. This podcast is designed to help you in all areas of your business. We do this by bringing in experts across all key areas of a construction business who share their stories, their challenges, wins and losses so others can learn from their experiences. To watch previous episodes, please visit livecast.com or search livecast.com across all popular social platforms. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Live Cost Construction Experience. Delighted this week to be joined by the CEO of Adjust, Mr. Podrick Nalan. Podrick, how are you? Good, good, Kieran, how are you? I'm not bad, we're not bad. We're, we're back in the office environment, which is good to see people that are sort of f- watching this on a week-to-week. Uh, listeners probably won't be able to see it, obviously, but people who are watching it on a week-to-week will know. I've uh, been doing this off the kitchen table for the last couple of months, uh, so th- good to be back in the office environment. Um, no staff in just yet, but it's just good to be able to get out of the house for a while. How have you found the last sort of three months, I suppose, from, at a, from a personal point of view? Yeah, I guess um, look, we're based on the West Coast here. We probably haven't had it too bad. Um, you know, I suppose we've, uh, like yourself, have a couple of kids, I suppose, just trying to keep those entertained is probably yeah. the, the biggest challenge of, of, of the day. But no, overall, um, you know, we weren't hugely affected down here. But again, I suppose we didn't face the same restrictions as everybody else. But um, look, we've been, yeah, just been busy, just keeping the head down and getting getting stuff done, you know. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, definitely want to get into adjust and have a good chat about that but i suppose what we like to do is give people an idea about uh, the, p- the people behind the business i mean you started out as a qs take me right back to that why not even why qs why construction i guess i always um always had an interest like i suppose we're my family were from farming background but i suppose construction was always on our doorstep and um you know, you know would have always had an interest in you know i suppose building and creating stuff and whatever even could, could go back as far as the lego the lego days but um yeah i guess and then i was very interested in kind of business and um economics and uh not so much accounting but uh you know those two things construction and business kind of really the the, the one that kind of sat in the middle of that was quantity surveying so um i just found it very interesting and very um i suppose it's you know for me i suppose i know you know architects would say you know the the fulcrum of the building industry is the design and whatever else but i mean ultimately no projects ever go ahead unless the money is right it makes sense um uh you know to everyone uh, right the way through the life cycle of a project so qs's are kind of at the heart of that um they get to you know i i think just it's it's interesting to see how a project ebbs and flows through its life cycle too you know in terms of initial budget costs trying to manage expectations um so really i suppose yeah you're it's 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 an interesting one. It's it's not, I suppose, the the sexiest um, uh, occupation out there, but it's it's an important one. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Think, yeah. yeah, and so you 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 picked up a couple of jobs. Then did you sort of work for a couple of firms? Yeah, I worked for a firm here in the west, and then in two thousand and nine, I actually was still employed, but I just said, you know what, you know, I'll, I'll try and go my own way, uh, set up a consultancy. So we. I actually trained then as a building surveyor as well. So then we branched into like planning and kind of, you know, I suppose it was the, the quieter time. So we kind of branched into uh, a bit of everything, I suppose, in a, whatever we were qualified to do. So, you know, I was a registered building surveyor, then a registered quantity surveyor. So uh, really we kind of started picking up 
uh, jobs that was very much somebody wanted at the very start of a project, whether it was a school or a uh, house or whatever it was, and they wanted us to bring the whole thing all the way through. Now, and at various times, we bring in expertise like structural engineers and that kind of stuff, but it gave us a kind of a wide-ranging view of how everything works, you know, the whole project life cycle. So we were stuck in as, as, um, at, at every aspect of it. And at some point then, I suppose, while you're working away, you've seen a problem. Yeah. Can you, do you remember it? Like, do you remember saying, like, this needs to be fixed or was it, a, was it one of them aha moments where you said, I'm going to deal with this or was it something that was sort of niggling away at you over time that you, and yeah, I suppose, what, what, what was the problem? Talk, talk about that. What was the problem that you seen out that you thought? Definitely a niggle, I suppose, as I got busier. So one of the services I would have provided to contractors then, I suppose, it kind of feeds into almost what, what the likes of yourselves are doing is um, very, uh, you know, managing, I suppose, the interim payments. So every every month, you know, contractors, I maybe had 15, 20 contractors on my books. <clears throat> They ring me to do payments, to do the changes, to do all the stuff, and just found I was buried inside an Excel, moving information around, and um, a lot of it was repetitive. And then I set up my own spreadsheets, and then it got, became a bit more efficient. And then I was kind of going right. I suppose it, it was that that slow niggle that like right, my data is sitting here, my computer, the other QS or the other architect has their data over there. They're not matching up. The contractors in between, the clients in between. There's nothing really talking to each other here. So really, it was. Uh, you know the communication issue I suppose was the and the lack of collaboration even though yeah. everybody was trying, trying their best in fairness now I mean I would say the vast majority of projects everybody was trying their best to stay on top of things but it just became more difficult there wasn't as many resources there was nobody to hire so it was building up building up so I was kind of going right this is I was very aware that there was technology there you know and uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a techie but I would be very aware of what's what's live and I would use a lot of technology to streamline a lot of the works work that we do but uh, or we did but it's um, and was it more processes getting like the process of dealing with contracts stuff like that that was getting slowed up did you feel like was 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 that what the frustration was with, with it that was it and, and getting responses back and that kind of stuff um, and you know I again I suppose a lot of technology that we're, we're kind of creating is is you know email Excel, all of these things, they're not, we keep saying, you know, ours, what I just developed is contract management systems. Excel or email are not contract management tools. They're, they're used, they're wedged in uh, to, to, to help, but they're not actually. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting point. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's plastered across the front page of our website. Excel is not a construction cost management tool. Yeah, I fully agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Excel is a great, I mean, it's a normal yeah. product, but it's, you know, it's, it, it doesn't do what is needed now in the industry. And it's a fast moving industry like, like you, you have there as well. It's people want that, you know, instantaneous thing from their mobile phone. They, you're not going to go in and out of Excel sheets on that. They want to be able to record. And of course, like, and more than yourselves as well, it's like the paperwork is just building and building and building and building. Um, so it's just it's really management of all all that that kind of stuff. And people want the information now. That's you, that's what we always find as well. Is is a big part of it. That, you know, uh, you know, contacting your client, contacting your architect, contacting the QS, and asking them to input information, send it across to you. Like it doesn't need to be that complicated anymore. If everyone's collaborating, as you say, if we're all collaborating on the, on, on in the one area, uh, we're all up, up to date with what we need to be doing. But then we've got a live feed of data. We can make decisions and, and move forward. Um, fully agree with you on the same page there so big fear then i'm sure was 
you see a problem you think yeah i understand this problem i can go and fix this problem i feel one problem is that you don't uh do tech you say you're little, little, not a techie so yeah. How how do you go about fixing that one then? So you're considering yeah, opening up a tech business at this stage, but but you yeah. don't do tech. Yeah, and that's uh, I suppose one of the things is um, I suppose it's uh, you know it goes back to you know you listen to any of the uh, successful people in the world or one of my one of my I suppose favorite successful people at the moment, Jurgen Klopp, is uh, very much you know he he admits he doesn't have all the expertise. You get in good people who are able to do that and. You know feed off that uh, and just kind of let them manage this so i suppose initially what we wanted to do was get a, a prototype up and running and i would have had a good friend in galway who had a an app development company and got them to develop a basic enough uh, prototype for us and again we were uh, i suppose from we like yourselves we jumped onto the ndrc program and that gave us just that bit of revenue to get that done then we kind of went out to people showed i suppose in essence, the first product we developed was really good and really neat and concise. It was like a little change order, change order app. But what it showed is uh, to customers we were talking to was just all this stuff can be basically put in your mobile phone. It can be uh, easily done. It doesn't need to be, you know, lost in the in the, the mire of Excel and, yeah, and email. So uh, that kind of led to our first kind of contract then with one of the local authorities and basically we developed out from that then uh, and was that that was from the prototype you were able to bring on the yeah. first client brilliant yeah so and then at that point then so they, they were i suppose essentially the company in galway were um app design they were uh, i suppose a, so they were like a subcontractor but we kind of felt at that point then right we needed to bring this in-house so i was very lucky there's a guy here michael kelly who i would know quite well he's uh, unbelievable uh, software engineer and he lives lives close to, to us here so I convinced him to leave the company he was with in the States uh, he was working remotely and he came on board as CTO and uh, as shareholder so that has been kind of that has really brought us on and we've we've a proper in-house uh, software development team now so um, yeah I mean we, we, we we're in like a very very similar story to ours absolutely nearly identical to be quite honest which it came from industry seeing a problem went to fix it naturally said well in our world we just get subbies in, in to deal with this so that that will work but it just doesn't in tech <laughs> it just doesn't oh, no, you, no. like there's harsh lessons to be learned in, in our game you know you get good subbies you, you can you can go and build a good contracting business with, with good subbies attached to you and make sure you look after them do the right things by them and they'll stick with you all the way through for some reason in tech it's a difficult one you know it, yeah. it is yeah. in the, for early stage tech but bigger companies is much easier because you've, you've a bit more weight to, to, to help you and get to do good contracts and make sure everyone's aligned and same same kpis but i always say is you go into an agency they've got their own kpis to deal with and you're That's a different. very small part of that business so yeah. a difficult one to, to deal i mean for those who don't know just bring you back a step for those who don't know the ndrc we've, we've both been through that as well um national digital research center why did you feel that that would be a, a, a good thing to do and go through their accelerator? Um, I guess, well, to be honest, I, I initially, back in 2016, I just approached our en enterprise board here in Clare and um, I explained what we were thinking of doing and I had a fairly, you know, I'd kind of been putting together a bit of a brief um, and I was fairly certain of what was going to go into it. Um, and I spoke to them and they said, look, you need to talk to the NDRC. So I made contact then and just, just, like the timing was perfect. I think that was October, and they were just uh, the, the the closing for the 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 spring launch pad was closing. I think in maybe 
two weeks later, so I had to get an application in, and uh, I had a lot of stuff there anyway ready. So uh, that was really the reason. Um, and then I suppose it just kind of, it, you know, grand okay, the money was, was obviously an attractive thing, but it just felt like there was a good fit. They were they were kind of forward-thinking, uh, or as forward-thinking as we were, and they kind of fitted the brief. And I found the experience with them really good, and I don't know whether we'd be where we are, even though, you know, they, they kind of get you to pull back a little bit and kind of say, right, are you sure this is the right product? We're back to the product I had initially kind of gone with. They did tell us to pull back, but I think that was all a good process, and I think we've slowly built as opposed to trying to speed off into the, the sunset and crashing into the moon <laughs> yeah i mean the, the, the biggest thing there i haven't 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 gone through and i wouldn't i wouldn't mind getting getting your biggest takeaway from it as well but i mean for ours it was and you, you touch on something there you, you go at these things 100 mile an hour especially in new business you think i've got to get this off the ground and it is 100 mile an hour and the biggest takeaway for me with the ndrc was the fact that they made you stop but not just stop spend six weeks talking mm. to customers like yeah. and for us in, a, in, a, in the environment we come from you can't stop and talk to people for six weeks. You can't. It doesn't happen. So you've got to keep moving forward. Keep go, 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 go. And it's 100 miles an hour. But that process was huge for me to be able to sit back. And I remember myself and Noel, who's business partner, like the, the result we got at the end of that six weeks was just, wow. You know, we've actually had six weeks here to talk to hundreds of people that could be potential customers. We were able to scratch off who we thought could be customers. They definitely won't be customers. And get to that point and they started. They just nailed that what we had in mind wasn't some bit elements of it were made ton of, ton of sense and there's other elements that actually didn't make that much sense so we were able to scratch yeah. them off what was your biggest takeaway do you think from the whatever it is is 12 weeks i think it is 14 weeks yeah i guess um i suppose something I, you know i guess to develop patience i mean i'm, I'm a very impatient person but i think a lot of people who win like us into this <clears throat> type of thing we kind of expect to be one of these unicorns and uh, you know the, the realization that look that's more than likely not going to happen so build this build a good steady solid business and just you know slow down uh go back you know like the, the slower and the more solid approach you take to it i think you know i, I would think especially after the ndrc experience we've made very few uh decisions that we've had to go back on uh in terms of like we've really every decision that we take we you know highly considered uh, even like hires and stuff like that, you know, there's no no point rushing into just hiring, you know, five. Even we got um, investment there from uh, to Enterprise Ireland as well. But you know, really, we've just consolidated on building building our products, refining our products, making them better. Um, we've just hired our digital marketing uh, guy there now a few weeks ago. We're ready for him now. So it's like, don't make the decision until you have it fully considered. Um, and I think that's that's probably the one thing I would take. That it would really kind of take from NDRC is that they just they change your mindset to be much more considered and, and much more focused in your approach. Yeah, absolutely, couldn't agree. We we've great experience there and great time for the NDRC. Uh, who, who would be some of your current customers and and what like what, what would you say the biggest problem you saw for them is today? Yeah, so I guess at this this point in time we've uh, three products out there. Uh, two of them have just uh, been finished. So one of them is a local authority one. So. It's a it's a quite a complicated one. It's it's um, what we have is it's some I don't know if people are aware of like multi operator frameworks. Usually, like universities, uh, any public bodies may work or operate uh, multi operator frameworks. This is where they're carrying out extensive works over, you know, a number of years. But they have a framework of contractors. So 
our system, their term pay for the likes of Dublin City Council, they would manage about a thousand void projects a year, so refurbishing jobs, getting them back into the social housing market. And our system manages the complete contract management right through from going out, scoping the works on the mobile, all the way through to final payment um, and even managing all that happens in between. And it's very much contract based, so it's, um, I know where the likes of yours measures the actual costs that, you know, for contractors and stuff. This is much more around the contractual stuff and payments and recommendations and certificates and all that stuff. So um, that's a, that's there there hasn't, to our knowledge, been one of those built anywhere in the world yet. Now is in this has contract management systems, but none that handle multi-operator frameworks in the way we do, where whereby we feed off. You know, we have fifty-six thousand line items for the likes of Dublin City Council embedded in our system, all priced. So when the scope of works is created. We automate the procurement in terms of the contractors that are on that. They don't have to spend two weeks pricing, repricing that work. Our system autom automatically re reprices it. So, I suppose what it does is it shaves shaves the amount of time it takes for the delivery of each of those social houses as well. And we're we're close. Well, we're in negotiations with three other local authorities. Hopefully, closing those out now in the next uh, couple of weeks as well. So, uh, that's one of the products. Um, the other product then is um, is adjusted. Our main product is basically focused on capital works projects. So whether it's a, a large school or you know a large hospital or whatever it is, and basically what it does is brings the client, the design team, and the contractor, the main contractor, in and basically manages all the contractual issues, um, all the communication flows through it. So again, going back to email, email does not exist on on this, only to notify people on a every morning what their actions are. Uh, and what it does is it try and so we take the public works contracts and we basically spit them out in a, in a digital format uh, and, and in a workflow. So we take all the workflows out of those and basically prompt everyone to stay in tune with the contract. And I mean, what that just does is just creates a good, what we call a good contract where everyone knows the role, everyone knows what action is next and everyone is on, on board with, with, with the, the program. So. Um, so you're, and you're taking existing workflows and I suppose one of the advantages of coming from industry is you you're naturally understand the workflow and you're digitizing them so you're taking them away from various different systems and keeping them in, into one place exactly yeah exactly. yeah yeah and then our, our, our last product is a uh, big work so this is kind of a one that we're pushing out to try and kind of at the the mass market and it's um I guess uh, look a lot of my experience around I would have done a lot of South Dublin for contractors um, and as, as a QS managing the, the you know managing the payments and all that stuff but it was very much the clients were always looking for uh, right, where are we on budget because it was coming to as, as I always say once the, the building works were, were finished it was down to the expensive part where uh, you know the, the nice kitchen was being looked at and they were, they were going to the nice uh, furniture looking at Italian marble and all this stuff but ultimately they never knew how much they had to spend at that point and what we want to do is give clients that knowledge once they come to that point so they have visibility on their budget right the way through. So what we've done is collaborated all. So every, every bit of information and data from the client's QS and from the architects and from the contractor's QS, they're feeding it into the, the one system so that we'll be able to give the, the clients, uh, be it, you know, Mary and John, uh, who are building a big extension in, in, in BlackRock, they can actually hop onto their phone and say, "Right, actually, look, we're, it looks like we're we were going to spend five hundred thousand. We're at five fifty now. We need to roll back on X, Y, and Z uh, in our finishes, and that 
that was the, the, the I suppose the crux of, of the big problem that I saw out there in the industry that they didn't have that visibility. Yeah, no, that sounds brilliant. Actually, I'd be very interested in, in having a look at that for for our own customers as well. So we'll chat about that separately. You touched on Enterprise Ireland there. Uh, so you, you've been invested in by Enterprise Ireland, is it? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So we um, one of the things from NDRC actually we applied for CSF funding then shortly after uh, that was in April of 2017. So we got accepted onto that, and um, yeah, we got follow-up investment there just earlier this year. So okay, um, yeah, with, with a private investor. So brilliant. Uh, so that's again similar to ourselves. Uh, so what I, one of the things I know with Enterprise Ireland is they look for your global ambition. So. Mm-hmm. What's the plan there? I mean, how, how, how do you see, I mean, how did you pitch that to, to, to Enterprise Ireland, I mean, to, 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 to even get it? What is the plan? I mean, do you see this going global? Is it, you know, one step at a time? What's what's next? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, uh, you know, Ireland's a great market to uh, test products and tests out the stuff because I think we're we're fairly we're fairly honest uh, in, our, in our critique. So, um, but definitely, I mean, we've uh, just even this morning, we just started reaching out to, um, so for the likes of TermPay and Adjust, we started reaching out to local authorities and housing associations in the UK. Again, um, you know, the, generally, you know, Ireland, Ireland is obviously a global country now, very much so, and stuff that's developed here is very much applicable across across the globe. Um, and then a lot of companies, so for our other product where there's capital works going on, we're speaking with some companies who have worldwide operations. So um, what we're trying to do is kind of say to them, look for any future contracts, no matter where it is, once you have a, a workflow and a contract, a specific contract that you like to work to, we can embed that and you can operate all your contracts worldwide on a similar system. So um, so I think, I mean, there's definitely a huge scope to, to, to bring, this, bring this abroad. The likes of big work then for the domestic housing contracts the UK. I've, I've, a, I've a cousin living in London as well, so she's embarking on a project like this down in Wimbledon, and just like you know, every second property has been refurbished or this job's been done. So that to us is is, is the next progression. Early next year, we hope to be um, advertising this in in the UK. Brilliant. And again, it's it's very applicable. It's it's again the contracts, the the kind of like RIBA contracts and RII contracts are broadly similar, and generally speaking, they follow a similar pattern now within our system you can you can kind of bespoke stuff or you can you can select the contract and the workflows are automatically brought in but you know ultimately the contracts generally follow a similar pattern you know so yeah um, that's that's, that's what we're looking I, at. I think one of the advantages we have as irish tech companies is that we never build for this market and um, when we when we sit when we, when we set out and build product, we like I mean I've spoke to a lot of guys in the same position to ourselves, and nobody that I've ever spoke to has said I've just developed this for Ireland first, and we see what happens. Just not it just we don't do it, which which is why I feel that when, when we do enter these markets that we do well because we're generally we're building for them from day one. We're building we're looking always looking at the UK. We're building we're always looking and saying how does this scale? How does this move? How does it move from different locations? And I think that is one of the advantages that we carry um, over say some competitors that are already embedded into what well, let's say London for example who will build for that market because it is a big enough market to build from yeah. but we, we tend I think to it, you're right like because uh, you know we've all uh, through NDRC and through Enterprise Ireland you do your cash flow forecast and then you you apply your Irish column and you know it's grand it'll maybe sustain a few people but you kind of apply those numbers then across to across the water in the UK or into mainland Europe and it's like 
it just blows up like so yeah. obviously you temper that with it with a bit of um with a bit of you know that that initial yeah breaking breaking into the market but yeah i mean you're absolutely right i think i think the the i think the, the day you go building something just for the irish market you know you're only going to go so far um yeah but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the, the one. The one thing that we, we we get pushed on from the off is that to sort of think global, think think ambitiously, uh, which which is great. Um, we've gone through a full episode out talking about COVID or Brexit. I think it's a first, <laughs> which I'm happy about. Um, but tell me, I mean, obviously we it we can't ignore it. What's 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 the plan for the next twelve months? I guess the next plan. I mean, we're looking to really, I suppose, consolidate. Um, again, I suppose we're, we're. I won't say we're biting off more than we can chew. We can definitely we can. We, we've got big mouths, so we can, we can chew quite a bit. But we're. I suppose we have a three pronged approach. Really, like the local authorities is very much. Um, uh, you know, once it's heavy lifting, but it's very much kind of a hand holding exercise in terms of we need to engage with them. They're, it's very much a, a relationship built on trust and a partnership built on trust. So us going and meeting them and having conversations we're hoping to have four of the local authorities signed up by the end of the year that's i'd be very confident of that now at this minute um so they give us a good solid base in terms of the good solid customers they give us good you know good solid revenue so it gives a nice base to, to to work from um then i suppose with big work with the domestic market, uh we're looking to push that out now in early august so that'll be very much you know through social media i'm sure you'll be It'll be popping up in uh, in, in front of uh, everyone's social media feeds, um, so that's kind of something that we're we're looking to target out. And then the commercial side of things, so the adjust products for Capital Works, um, we already have that going on a number of public works projects as well, so single public works projects, and we're looking actually bring that more out into the private sector. So um, into you know, all right, some of our ideal clients would be like maybe retail stores who have ongoing refurbishment or you know, big, um, big, big factories and big companies, or you know, data centers, that kind of thing, who are constantly building and constantly engaged in construction contracts. So, uh, brilliant. That, that that probably would be a slower grow, but uh, yeah, look, there's 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 a there's a busy twelve months ahead. Yeah, sure. absolutely. We wish you all the best with the park. I mean, where can people learn more about you and adjust? Yeah, so they can go to adjust addjust.io. Uh, we're actually redoing our website there as well. So maybe in about three, four weeks, we'll have a lot more information on the three different products as well. So um, yeah, so adjust.io, or I mean, they can uh, shoot me an email if they want to podrick.neilan at adjust.io as well, uh, or LinkedIn as well. So Brilliant. We wish you all the best, Park. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kieran. Chat soon. Thanks. Cheers. Bye.